Hello, Anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffat. Today is Thursday, November the 16th, and I hope that you are having a great day. So let's continue with our inductive Bible study. We're in Galatians chapter 2, and today we'll actually have three verses, verse 11, 12, and 13. This is uh, several sentences, four or five sentences here, three different verses that really encapsulate one big idea. It says, When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he was clearly in the wrong. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Okay, what's going on here? So we had, if you remember from our previous studies, it had been clarified through revelation from Jesus himself that Paul was called to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. That these people who were separated, who were not a part of the nation of Israel, now had access to righteousness, now had access to salvation through faith in Jesus alone. Not through works, not through actions, not through conforming to Judaism. In the past, in the Old Testament, if someone was outside of the nation of Israel and wanted to come into that covenant with God, they had to fully conform into all of the cultural aspects of the nation of Israel. But now, Paul is saying, by revelation from Jesus, and Jesus himself, even examples in his own life, is saying, by faith in me alone, you have access to salvation. Whether you're Jew or Gentile, it does not matter. I made this covenant originally with the nation of Israel to bring about salvation to the world. Now that it's here, it's available to the whole world. Now that Christ has come, salvation is available to everybody. There, were, there was a group of people, uh, Paul refers to them here as the circumcision group, who still wanted people to conform to particular behaviors. Very specifically, they wanted men to be circumcised. They wanted, even you know, in their, adult, in their adulthood, uh, they wanted them to conform to uh, certain feasts and certain celebrations and things like that. All of which are good. There's not a problem with those things. But they were wanting the Gentiles to conform to these customs for salvation. To say, well, we don't really believe that you're saved unless you're following these customs. And Paul was saying, no, salvation is by faith alone. So Paul goes out onto the mission field, essentially. He goes out into the Gentile world. He's sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. Peter comes to pay him a visit. And at first, Peter's there. He's hanging out with the Gentiles. There was um, laws in the past that a uh, Jewish person could not eat at the table or come into the house of a Gentile. But here's Peter. He's like, hey, I'm with you, Paul. This is great. Salvation through faith in Christ alone, not through our works, not through our deeds. Until... This other group of people showed up to also pay Paul a visit from the circumcision group, and Peter then draws himself away. He starts saying, well, I don't, you know, I believe, you know, what you're saying, and I'm okay with what you're saying, but I don't want to appear to be as accepting publicly. And so I'm going to go ahead and withdraw myself and draw back away. And the Bible says, Paul says himself, that he confronted Peter to his face. He got... Uh, confrontational with him and said, look, this is not right. You're coming on the one hand and promoting grace until these other people show up and you feel like it's affecting your public image and now you are 
withdrawing. Now, there are several implications and applications of this in our modern time. Let me look at this from the standpoint of a missionary first. So we lead several teams overseas, mostly to Honduras, but also to other countries. And one of the things that we very clearly communicate to our teams in advance of arriving into foreign soil, say Honduras, for example, or when we were in Cuba, or when we were in Thailand, or Mexico, or any place where we've been, we communicate that we are not bringing America to Honduras. We're not bringing America to Thailand. We're not here for gentrification. We're not here for colonization. We're not here to bring our political uh, uh, leanings to this other nation. We're simply here to bring the gospel. You know, here we have a situation where Peter shows up to work alongside Paul, the missionary, the apostle, to work alongside Paul to help him in what he was doing. And then by bringing his culturalism into it, he uh, very easily could have caused and probably did, it doesn't go on and detail it, but very easily could have caused great problems for Paul. We've seen situations where team members have come onto the mission field and have, by trying to bring you know, their sort of culture with them, it can create challenges for that missionary or for the national pastor that we're working with. And we make it very, very clear. We are not here to bring our family dynamics. We're not here to bring our Americanism. We're simply here to bring the gospel. The gospel, the reality is, is that the gospel transcends cultural boundaries so that people can be saved in the United States, in Honduras, in Cuba, in Thailand, you know, in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in Africa. It doesn't matter. The gospel transcends political structures, whether we're in a republic like in the United States or we're in a communist nation like Cuba. You know, you could argue that one political system is better than another, but the reality is is that the gospel can live and be vibrant and save people's spirits, souls, and bodies in either political structure. And so we are simply bringing the gospel. Now, that's the sort of the first application is that if you're traveling on foreign soil, especially for missionary purposes, make sure that you're not colonizing people. Make sure that you are evangelizing people. And there's a huge difference in that. Sort of the second application that I really saw in this is then how we carry ourselves publicly. And this goes back to something I referred to as the scandal of grace. You know, grace really is scandalous because it's like this person who I think is undeserving of grace can receive grace. You know, we, we internalize it that, oh, well, you know, my list of sins are bad, but God has been gracious to me. He has ex extended grace to me. But such and such a person, because of how they live, because of their lifestyle, because of their uh, per political persuasion even, uh, for various different reasons, uh, we decide that, th that they have to change or conform in some way before they could receive grace. And that's why grace is so scandalous is because it's truly available for everybody. Now, how the Holy Spirit leads people, changes people's lives, changes people's behavior, changes people's lifestyles subsequently, that's really between them and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says take care of the, the, the log in your own eye before you deal with the speck in your brother's eye. So really, lifestyle has to do with your relationship with Christ. And if you're following Christ and you're following his word, yes, your lifestyle is going to change. I can almost guarantee you that. But the issue of grace and the issue of righteousness and the issue of right standing before God has to do with faith in Christ alone, which is what makes 
grace so scandalous? And that's the other issue that's going on here. Peter came to a position where he wanted to present himself in a particular way publicly that really was not extending grace to the Gentiles to whom Paul was ministering to and caring for. So it's very important how we conduct ourselves publicly, where we start drawing lines, where we start drawing sides on issues, especially political issues, that we make sure that we are prioritizing grace. So let's read it again. Galatians 2, verses 11 and 12. When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles, but when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope you're doing well. God bless you.